Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joy podcast from LGBTQIA plus community radio station Joy 94.9. For more information and tons of other podcasts, head to joy.org.au. Well, because we've got our next guest in the studio with us. We do. We have Tilly. And Tilly, I didn't get to ask the pronunciation of your surname. Is it Berlin? So close. Tilly Berlin. Tilly Berlin. Okay. I, I thought I could take a punt, but I didn't want to be rude and just be like, this is who no, we let's, have. Let's just try this one out. Exactly. Listen, yeah. I have gotten so many different versions and I, I welcome I, I welcome the creativity. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> so what, what's the, the, the background of that surname? Oh, my goodness. Well, apocryphal, the apocryphal story is that we come from Anne Boleyn's uncle um, th- down through a long line. And so my line always used to be that, um, yes, if... One day I will be your next queen, so <laughs> you better start treating me as such. But will you have your head <laughs> chopped off? That's <laughs> or worse. Um, I, I think probably we're not in any way. No one's actually dug it up or done the genealogy. So I think it was probably just someone coming to Australia and wanting to reinvent themselves. Right. Well, you're getting away with the story for now, so roll with it. <laughs> um, and Tilly, you're here from the Science Gallery, which is a place we love. And coming in to chat with us today about Break the Binaries, which is a new exhibition opening. But I warned you, before we start talking about that, I mean, we found out a little tidbit while we were off air that you have an interesting and very familiar background. Can you tell us? What's your connection to radio? Where did all this start? Oh, my God. Radio is my absolute first love. So science has been the through line in my whole career. I was a scientist. I used to be a microbiologist, but then found out quite quickly that I'm a better science gossip than a scientist. (laughs) So much better about talking about other people's (laughs) science than doing it. RNA extractions and I just did not get along. And so I started volunteering at my local community radio station in Sydney at the time to SER, big ups. Um, Which was connected to a university. Absolutely, to UTS. Yeah, deeply embedded in teaching and learning as well and loved it so much. I was there for 10 years, started off on the science program, moved into hosting the drive show once a week. Um, Yeah, over 10 years. And then that, of course, because it's right across the road from the ABC in Sydney. So we used to get, uh, we used to have old 2SER people come back and teach us skills and then expand your network. And I started working at the ABC on radio as well. Right. So okay. Amazing. And so what were you doing on the ABC? Oh, it was such a ridiculously good job. Uh, I got to select my three favourite science stories for the week that was on the ABC and then go and chat about it on local radio to local radio presenters all over the country. Wow. um, And just have a rollicking good time. Also started um, working on a science festival there. I mean, you can see the through line (laughs) of being an extroverted nerd coming through here. (laughs) But worked on a science festival called the Ultimo Science Festival that as a team we grew up into being what is now the Sydney Science Festival. Um, 
um, then shifted. Uh, one of the partners of that science festival was the Powerhouse Museum in uh-huh. Sydney. Um, so I started working really closely with them and eventually got um, pulled in, headhunted to become the science, health and medicine curator there for a few years. Right. And that's what got me into museums and galleries. But I had always admired this place called Science Gallery. Mm-hmm. I saw the original director speak at a conference, actually, um, and just sort of sat there with my mouth open the whole time going, that's what I want to do <laughs> next. That sort of non-traditional way of really breaking the mould of what a museum and a gallery is um, and reaching a group of humans that lots of people are terrified of. <laughs> and that's young people, aged 15 <laughs> to 25. Uh, <laughs> and um, uh, we, we, the last exhibition you had on, uh, we um, uh, chatted about it. What was that one called? That one was Swarm. Yeah. Um, and the one before that was Mental. Yep. So they're always really big topics of the time that we actually come up with with young people so all of our exhibitions um, the themes and then the works themselves and how it is that we engage and have public programs we do all of that and figure that out in collaboration with young people mm-hmm. um, and so yeah that the we open this new beautiful building as part of the University of Melbourne on the corner of Swanston and Grattan Street a year ago almost um, last week I think and um so, yeah, mental, then swarm, and now break the binaries. Right. What a fantastic topic. Right at this moment in time, you couldn't have done it at a better time. So, congratulations on. And, you know, like, and it was this working group of people that you, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, young people are at the forefront of pushing the boundaries of what is coming into mainstream. And I agree with you. What a perfect time. What a perfect topic. Um, and it came from, we've got this group, uh, advisory groups, two of them. One's called Psycurious, uh, which is made up of about 35 young people from totally across the arts, across the sciences. So you don't have to be a uni student to be part of it? Absolutely not. You have to show interest and curiosity and put your hand up and um, we actually get them to prepare a one-minute video about themselves and the impact that they're going to make within the future. I think one of them was one year it changes. but um, And so we get that group of humans together and we talk to them about what are the greatest challenges of our time, what are the things that are keeping you up at night, what are the things that we need to switch and come up with creative solutions in an interdisciplinary manner. And how do you find these people though? What what you know, where do you go to is it through social media or it is? Well, so social media is definitely one way of when people have interest in you and have subscribed and are interacting with you as a gallery, you've got that network. It's also a network of artists, scientists, practitioners and other young people that are connected to the gallery. Um, so that yeah, that's one group and then we've got this other group called the Leonardos and that's made up of all the experienced practitioners in each discipline we're interested in which by the way is all of them so (laughs) we have got me artists media personalities scientists um first nations uh technologists and Leonardo (laughs) what what a brilliant name what a brilliant name you're like do they do they get it do they understand or do you have to say, you know, like, I'm guessing it's Leonardo da Vinci? Yeah. I mean, they definitely get it, David. But I would say on this land, in this context, you know, because First Nations peoples uh, were the first artists 
the first scientists, they have been working and thinking in an interdisciplinary way for uh, thousands upon years. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we've been talking in the background but, about maybe switching it up and finding a, uh, another context in which to talk about it. But yeah, Leonardo da Vinci, what, a, what an absolute trooper mm. in pushing through that importance that connection, that deep connection between the arts and the sciences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what what his mind must have been like, you know, like, uh, you know, it's just extraordinary what he was coming up. Helicopters, you know, like being able to go into the sea with, you know, like, um, you know, like with an apparatus that um, was so archaic but so smart and clever. Uh, and then as an artist, a painter... Hello. Yeah, totally. But, you know, that that still rings true now. There is so much creativity mm. in the sciences and engineering when we look across the board yep. at what it is that humans are still coming up with these incredible solutions yep. to things. And the fact is arts and science work together. Yeah, absolutely yeah. they do. They are perfect bedfellows. Right. So tell us more about Break the Binaries, this new exhibition. It's such a joyful and kaleidoscopic... Boom, boom, joyful. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies. I did not mean that, but there you go. Still, um, It's a kaleidoscopic view of that has genders and identity at the heart of it, but really looking about how it intersects and connects across race, culture, class, how it is that you weave in and have intersections with privacy concerns, computer science and engineering, entomology. Um, We have welcomed artists from local and international and they have come in that they are bringing questions rather than answers really and are there to spark ideas into visitors' brains and maybe shift their perspective about how they think about themselves, how they might think about society and the possibilities that are in front of us when we release ourselves from a whole bunch of constraints that as a society we have grown into rather than us set forever and a day. Mm. So one of the works from our youngest um, artist in the show, um, they were 17 when they submitted. Actually, beautifully, we've also got a STEM centre of excellence, which is sort of like a tech school, a a space where students can come from a whole range of schools around us and do workshops and access ideas and and, and education pedagogy that they is different from their day to day. And so Laurie came on an exciting, uh, on an excursion to us um, and was chatting to one of the mediators. So all the gallery staff within the gallery who chat to visitors are also within that age range of 18 to 25 or thereabouts because young people respond better (laughs) when they're in a conversation with someone who is um, their equal. Uh, So Laurie Kamer was chatting to one of our mediators and they said, oh, and we do every exhibition, we do an open call and we put it out the topic and everyone can pitch. And Laurie was like, oh, my God. God, and the topics break the binaries, breaking binary thinking. And so Laurie put in an application as a 17-year-old and absolutely wowed us. And so Laurie has just finished high school, just turned 18, and they came to us with the um, something called Bugs Against the Binary. So Laurie is... Um, 
is a non-binary trans advocate. Um, they have autism and, and one of their focus, passion, awesome topics that they speak incredibly eloquently on is insects and invertebrates. And what they wanted to come and bring was expanding people's mind about the incredible diversity that surrounds us in um, introvert, uh, the introverts, oh my God, <laughs> they are sometimes introverted, those. Yes. <laughs> um, and so Laurie has um, curated six tanks of all these different invertebrates and has recorded an audio, again, audio, come on in, gang, um, uh, audio but, recording. But you were doing a little bit with that with Swarm, weren't you? Yeah, what were we doing with Swarm? There, there was definitely um, a, a sound thing with, was it was <gasps> it flies or something? Oh, my goodness, yes, Drosophila Karaoke Bar, where you got to step up to the microphone and sing, and the artist Ursula Dam has this algorithm that converted it to sound waves that um, Drosophila, which is like a little fruit fly, what they can hear. Yeah. And so then you can watch in live time as the fruit fly respond to your song. Mm. Yeah, because, you, yeah, you hit on something which is that lots of the things that happen in Science Gallery are participatory. So it's not that you're coming in and you're looking at something and going, oh, how beautiful. That, that's that got its place too. But really, lots of places do that really well. Mm. At Science Gallery, a lot of the time, the visitor comes in and is a key part of the experience. Right. Now, I've got to ask a question here. You you were saying it's um, – what, what's the age group? Six, 15, 15 to 25. Now, Everyone's welcome. It's yeah, just what about opinion. old farts like me? <laughs> old farts are so welcomed. You are absolutely welcome to come on in. Um, and, of course, experts and um, members of the community outside that age range form lots of expert advisory panels, especially on each on each exhibition. I curate it with a, with a panel of young people, of five young people from a diversity of genders, sexualities from throughout the arts and science. Um, and then I have an expert advisory panel of people who have thought deeply about this topic, researched these topics, come at it from different perspectives to bring incredible knowledges that they have developed over their yeah. lives. And mm. and the fact is that, you know, somebody my, my age is looking at a lot of this stuff going, whoa, you know, like how exciting is this? Back in my day, <laughs> there was nothing like this. Uh, how can I learn more? You know, like my mind's still alive. I still want to know. Uh, and uh, it's exciting, isn't it? It's so for, exciting. For an, an older person as well to see this or to try to grasp and understand. And what a joyful to again, sorry, God. <laughs> um, what a, absolutely agree with you. What a wonderful thing to be able to stand there and all of us be able to go, this is not the way. <laughs> Things went when I went on an ex school excursion. To be I never to went on one. We, we, didn't even, we didn't even have them. School didn't exist back then. No. <laughs> we, we actually had to chisel our name in rock. You still walk to school for 10 miles in the snow. That's with a bleeding. hole in my shoe. <laughs> wow. This is um, real exciting what you guys are doing. And, of course, um, with the binary um, situation um, here at Joy, we're, we're so heavily involved in that. 
uh, when I saw what you were doing, I, I was very excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. You can, please come have a look. It's free for everyone. I welcome all comers. It is just when we say that age range, it's really just stepping on to a plat, raising them onto a platform, and it's such an incredible privilege as an organisation to have quite a focus to be able to say these people are the people that we are trying to touch the most, that we are trying to uh, uh, build in them uh, an understanding about how if you need to tackle a problem, actually bringing human beings who have different experience, different uh, lived experience as well as professional experience, different ways of looking at the world. Mm. If you bring humans that are really different from each other, you're going to come up with a better solution. But expanding the, the actual what it's about, I, I, that blows my mind as well, is that we're thinking binary these days in, in narrowing it where it's what you guys are doing is expanding it. Yeah. Absolutely. And we only get to those points by having incredible people around us that support mm. us in terms of um, connecting us to research and thinking and young people holding our feet to the fire and pushing it further. You know, if it was just exhibitions where it was coming from my choice, my curatorial choices, it would not be as strong as the fact that I have five young people around me yeah. who are incredible creative powerhouses yeah. who are willing to step in and have... So I'm allowed one dated reference in uh, the whole process because, you know, it's quite a significant process where we do an open call and get over 300 submissions. You've got to bring that down, decide what's going to be in the show. There's only going to be about 12 to 15 works uh, and they don't all come from the open call and we look for what the gaps are. But when we're making those decisions of what's really going to get in that shortlist, <clears throat> my one dated reference in the, with the curatorial panel is that I call it our Thunderdome meeting uh, in reference to Mad Max Thunderdome <laughs> and I get to pretend to be Tina Turner just for one <laughs> meeting because um, I don't know whether you remember that movie but there's the chant, two men enter, one man leaves <laughs> and it's about two works entering. If if there are two works that are really close together and we have to have a total battle, battle royale with our words... <laughs> To figure out what's going right. to get so the do show. You call, do you call it Tilly's Thunderdome? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice, though. Let's push From it to be slightly more, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's this exhibition called? It's called Break the Binaries. All right. And we, where is it? It's at Science Gallery. We're on the corner of Swanston and Grattan at the University of Melbourne. And it started? It did. It opened yesterday. Yeah. Um, and we are open from Tuesdays to Saturdays from 11am till 5pm. Right. Free. Okay. And it runs to the... It runs till June. Yep. 18th of June. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yeah. So. And then later on in the year, we've got Dark Matters, um, which is a collaboration with CERN the world's largest piece of scientific equipment, which is underneath, uh, it runs in a kilometre circle underground underneath Switzerland and France. Oh. And it's one of those um, big machines that is looking to detect subatomic particles that are passing from space through Earth. Remember the Higgs boson? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. it's those sort of places okay. that detect right. those particles. Wow. Wow. So, you know. So we'll have to have you back then. That's right. We'll <laughs> chat again in a few months' time. Please. <laughs> Lovely to have you in the show today. 
Thanks. Thank you so much. We're talking to Tilly Berlin here on Joy 94.9 Sunday Arts. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.